This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, Hopeland Church? I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you're enjoying the weekend. Uh, Today, we are online only. All right, we gave a break to our in-person serve team, wanted our whole team, including ourselves, to spend time with family and friends um, and enjoy church online. So welcome to um, Hopeland Church. If this is your first time here, welcome. And we are concluding our series for the month, All Good Things. This is part four. And so I'm going to open us up in prayer, and then we're going to jump into the Word. So if you have your Bibles, crack open your Word to Matthew chapter 13. We're going to start in verse 23, and let me pray, and then we're going to read that, and we're going to get started on the Word of God today. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, God, for family and friends. We thank you for everybody joining with us. And Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you speak to every person, you give every person revelation, you, you, you deposit something in the spirit to them, transform them, work in them your will. Let this be, Lord, a sacred moment, a holy moment with you as we get into your holy word. We pray that we're changed, that we're transformed, Lord, that we receive something in the spirit by the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. All right, here we go, folks. We're gonna dive into the Word of God. Uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 23. And as you're turning there, I just wanna kind of preface kind of what we're gonna talk about today. All Good Things, part four. We've been talking about the goodness of God. We've been talking about that God is good, like that is His nature, This is who God is, the God that we serve, the God that we worship, the only true and living God. He is good, all right? God is good all the time, all the time. God is good, all right? And today, we're gonna talk about the good things he has put inside of you, okay? We're gonna talk about the good things that are inside of you. Okay, and so here we go. We're gonna start with Matthew 13, verse 23, and it reads, Matthew 13, verse 23, but he who received seed on the good ground. Okay, it's talking about the parable of the the seed, the parable of the sower, and the kingdom of God is likened to a seed, and it talks about, and this is the interpretation of that parable, so it talks about the different types of soil, and so we're just gonna read the portion of the good ground because we're talking about all good things and we're talking about good ground okay come on somebody put your hand on your heart and say this is some good ground right here all right this is some good soil come on look at the person next to you and say this is this is some good soil right here okay this is some good soil all right uh you know we were created from the dust god breathed into that uh, the breath of life the bible says we have this treasure somebody say a good thing in this earthen vessel all right, we for ashes to ashes, dust to dust, right? So we are jars of clay, jars of earth. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Okay, so here it is. He's planted that seed 
on the soil of our heart. And it's talking about the one type of soil that bears fruit. And it's called good soil. Somebody say, this is good ground. All right, say it again. Say, I am some good ground. Okay. But he who receives seed on the good ground. Okay. It talks about stony ground, how the seed can't take root. It talks about dry ground where the seed um, gets taken by the fowls of the air. It talks about, you know, um, the, then it goes into the good ground. Okay. And here, it's, here it is. Good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Um, I believe in Mark, it even says accepts, receives, and understands. Okay. So there is some action on our part. When, when this seed of the word is planted, there is some action. We don't, as James says, we don't want to um, just hear the word and deceive ourselves, but hear it right and do it. Okay. So, so this is the one who hears it and understands it, understands, receives, and accepts, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some 60, and some 30. Say it again with me. Say this is some good ground. So this is interesting, guys, because this is the word of God now. We're talking about the infinite, eternal, all-powerful, living word of God, okay? And even though that is what the word is, that it requires a good environment. Somebody say this is some good soil. It requires a good, healthy environment, um, you know, to bring change into that environment. Am I right? Not everybody that hears is changed. Not everybody that hears produces fruit. Not everybody that hears bears fruit and produces, okay? So we're talking about some good soil. And we're talking about good soil, all good things, all right? We wanna tend to this, this soil of our heart. We wanna watch over it, okay? Because this is good. Your heart is, is in God, when we're humble before him and we receive his word, that's some good soil, okay? So th this, is, this, is, this is what we're talking about today, all right? We're talking about the good that God has put inside of you, okay? And th this, is, this is powerful. Think about this. The value of the word of God, the, the eternal living word of God is a seed. And God has sown that in us. It's Christ, the divine seed. He actually goes out of his way to sow that in our hearts, okay? Um, the value he places in us. Think about the value of the word of God and what it is. I mean, Come on, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Jesus' name is the word of God. The Bible says that um, it is the engrafted word that is able to save our soul. We've been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. The word of God that lives and abides forever. You know, the grass withers, the flower, the flower fades away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Think about that is what God has said, I desire and I, my intention, my goal, his God's, you know, uh, purpose and heart towards us is that he would put that inside of us. 
He would plant that in that inside of us. So the value that he places in us, deposits in us, that he sows within us, reveals his value of us. I mean, if you think, man, does God love me? Does God value me? Well, think about what he put in you. He put something of high value. He sowed his only begotten son. He is the divine seed. I mean, God values you. How do I know that? There are many other reasons, but one, as we're talking today, in the context of the message today, the value he places in us reveals his value of us. All right? All right? And so here's my first point. We are guardians, guardians of the divine seed. All right? We are guardians of the divine seed. We are keepers. We are keepers of the divine seed. We are stewards of the divine seed. All right, I kind of concluded last week with this and I felt just by the Holy Spirit to just continue and just go a little deeper in the value, the goodness, the good thing God has deposited, sown and engrafted in our soul. And it is the divine seed, the word of God. Once again, we are guardians of the divine seed. Look at this. We're, we're, we're keepers of this, folks. We are keepers of this. We got out. That's why, um, you know, it talks about the different soil and how we must tend to this soil and make sure there's no bitterness in there, 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 there that we don't allow sin or bitterness or perversion or doubt or unbelief to take root in the soil of our heart. We must tend to it. We must tend to it. This is precious. This is valuable. We are guardians of it. We are keepers of it. We are stewards of the divine seed. Let's look at this. Proverbs chapter four, verse 23. Proverbs chapter four, verse 23. It says, keep, keep, watch over, guard and preserve your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Come on now. And then you go over into the New Testament and the gospels and Jesus is talking about the seed of the word of God planted in our heart. We got to tend to this. We got to keep this. We got to guard this. We got to preserve this. I mean, even in the scripture, you know, it talks about the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness. We are guardians of the divine seed. Hallelujah. Come on, keep that. Keep that breastplate of righteousness over your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Come on now. We are called and we are stewards of the divine seed church. All right. That which is in us is of incomprehensible value. We are guardians of the divine seed. And that word understand in, in uh, the book of Matthew, when it's speaking of the, the good soil, it says he who hears and understands, you know, that, that, that's, uh, that, that, that word has some dual, duality to it. It means to not only comprehend, but to apply. That's true understanding. True understanding is application. Um, it's kind of like, it means that word understand means to put the pieces together. Okay, I get it, right? It, but it doesn't just mean to get it. It means I get it and I do it, right? Um, it, it, it means to discern and do, 
to get it and do it, to comprehend and apply. So there is this, there is this uh, reference, this inference that, man, like God's job is to sow, to plant, to get that planted. And then we, ooh, God, uh, God, you know, uh, keep, to keep my heart to, uh, you know, uh, God, uh, help me, help me, show me how to guard my heart. Show me how to keep my heart clean, keep my spirit clean, keep my soul clean, not, not get offended and bitter or, 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 or drift out of, 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 uh, of the faith and just allow the world to, to be, uh, to allow our hearts to be entangled with thorns and thistles and cursed things of this world. I mean, we gotta, you know, how do I do that practically, man? I'm just saying, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you know, Staying in the word of God, staying in the word, keeping your heart clean, staying in prayer, staying in worship. Even in these wonderful holiday seasons, sometimes we get a little lazy, we get a little lethargic. Sometimes we allow even depression and anxiety to set in because it's just it kind of this season. I mean, just practically speaking, it's just it's just different. You're out of the normal flow of life. You're around people you're not normally around. You have to talk to and get around people that you don't normally have to, but now you do because it's holidays, right? So, or whatever it is. I mean, there's, there's, I love the holidays, but then there's this, I think we're most vulnerable in the holidays because it kind of it throws us out of the normal rhythm of life. And so when we're out of our normal rhythm, we, it causes us to think and ponder and contemplate. And not all the time does that always feel good. And so that's why it's so important, church, to keep your heart with all diligence. All diligence. For out of it flows the issue of life. To understand means to apply and to do. To apply and to do. To uh, Sorry, to, to comprehend and apply to discern, understand means to discern, to, 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 to understand, discern, but also to do, to get it, but to apply yourself, practice by reason of use, all right? There we go, let's look at another verse here, all right? Somebody say, this is some good soil. Say it again, say, I got some good soil up in here, all right? This is some good soil. So, uh, Philemon, uh, Verse 6, Philemon 1, 6, Philemon, all right, here it is. That the sharing of your faith, I love this verse, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement, the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you in Christ. Somebody say this with me today. Say there's some good things in me. There's some good things in me. Say it again. Say there are good things in me. That's what it says. We got to acknowledge that. We got to acknowledge that the sharing of your faith, this was Paul's prayer for this church or, you know, the writer of, uh, of this letter. This, this, is what, this is what the prayer was. This is a literal prayer that they were praying that the sharing of their faith would become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Here is my next point, folks. There are good things in you. There are good things in you in Christ. There are good things in you. I'm going to say it again. There are good things in you. All right? Doesn't matter what your what your insecurities are telling you, what your past is telling you, what your struggles are telling you, what other people have told you, what you're telling yourself that is contrary to the word of God. You have some good things in you. All right? You are not refuse. refuse. You are not, um, uh, you know, um, you, you have high value in the eyes of God, or who would not have deposited what was most valued to him and you. His very word, the divine seed. There are good things in you, okay? And look at, acknowledge. I mean, this is gonna, this takes some work on our part though. We gotta, 
We got to go after this. We got to find out. We got to get in the word. You got to get in your Bible. You got to get in prayer. You got to get around some, some people that are strong in the Lord. And, and that isn't just so you live right. That is so you discover what God put in you. Being a Christian, following Christ is not about just keeping um, our pants on, right? You know what I'm saying? Like as far as like uh, not sinning, like, you know, um, yeah, that's living holy. Yes, that is part of being a Christian. But there is more to this life than, than not being in the world. Like, man, I need to go to church so I don't sin. Yes and no. Like, nah, you need to be in community so you can discover and help others discover the good things that are in them and in you in Christ, right? So this, this is a life of revelation, not a life of avoiding um, going back into the world. Uh, there's more to this. It's not, we don't just repent, repent from, we repent towards God, that there's this kingdom before us that is opened up to us. There's righteousness, peace, and joy. There's the riches, right? Like uh, Romans 11.33, I won't read it in its entirety, but, but oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. I mean, these things are, are um, past finding out. They're unsearchable. I mean, there's such greatness, such goodness in you in Christ, and it is unfathomable. It is unsearchable. It is past finding out. There is so much in Christ. Oh, the depth of the riches. Okay, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of just um, loosely uh, quoting Romans 11.33. But just that alone tells you something about the depth of our God. And if he is in you, if his seed is in you, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God in you. All right. There are good things in you. Okay. And so we got to acknowledge those good things, accept those good things and don't get caught up in this false humility. Oh, I'm nothing. Oh, I can't do anything right. Oh, this. Oh, that. Oh, I'm not this. Oh, I'm not that. Oh, we're all not a lot of things. But in the midst of not being a lot of different things, there are good things in us. All right. And it says acknowledge, acknowledge. And, you know, that that word acknowledge, it's, it's talking about like an experiential knowledge. It's to know by directing my attention in that way. OK, not just. Oh yeah, whatever. Like let somebody else do it. Let somebody else be that. I'll just be over here and do nothing and go nowhere. No, no, there are good things in Christ. You, we must acknowledge, give our attention. God stir up those good things in me. God bring those good things to the surface. God caused me to walk in, to manifest and release the good things, good things that are in me in Christ. There's some good stuff. There's some good stuff in me. Look at the person next to you. Say it out loud. Shout it if you can. Say this is some good soil. And there are some good things in me. Say it again. This is some good soil. And there are some good things inside of me in Christ. Here we go. Second, sorry. First Timothy. First Timothy 6 verse 20. First Timothy 6 verse 20 and verse 21. Here it is. Here's the Apostle Paul speaking to one of his sons in the faith. And he said, oh, Timothy, 
And that is, that is, that, that language there in the Hebrew language is very much language of affirmation that a father gives a son. It's language of, of, of just, um, of love and affection. There's emotion in this. Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust. There we go again. Keep your heart with all diligence. Guard what was committed to your trust. Acknowledge the good things that are in you. This is, this is good stuff here, folks. This is good stuff. You got to guard what's been committed to your trust. What is that saying? Timothy, you're a steward. Timothy, the mysteries of God are inside of you. Timothy, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Timothy, stir up the gift that's within you. Timothy, guard, keep, watch over, keep secure. And this word, right, it is stressing the personal interest involved in the guarding. Like, Timothy, this is on you, buddy. This is your responsibility. Guard this. Protect this. The great value of the divine seed in you. Value it with your life. Guard it with your life. Guard it with your prayer life. Guard it with your words. Guard it with your relationships. Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust. My goodness. And it says avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Verse 21, by professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. He's like son Timothy. I mean, Timothy's a leader in the local church. He's a, he's a protege, a son of the apostle Paul. All right. And, 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 and Paul is like uh, exhorting him, giving him a, a command, if you will, uh, you know, putting a little weight on him, letting Timothy understand, man, this is no joke here. This is of great value. You are guardian. We are guardians of the divine seed. He says, guard what has been committed to your trust. You got to guard it, church. You got to guard this thing. Protect it. It's of great value. Christianity isn't just about, isn't just about, oh, you know, like this existential outward thing I do. I go to church. I, re I just do these things because I want to be good. No, you are a guardian of the divine seed. All right. Guard what has been committed to your trust. Guard it. Protect it. All right. Guard it. Protect it. The Lord has entrusted a sacred and holy stewardship to you. Hallelujah. The Lord has entrusted a sacred and holy stewardship to you, the divine seed, the word of the Lord, the Holy Spirit has been deposited in you. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are a temple of the living God. You are a carrier of God's presence. You have been entrusted with a sacred and holy stewardship. Hallelujah. His word, his kingdom, the Holy Spirit, Christ himself has been entrusted to you. Hallelujah. Guard it with all diligence out of your heart flows the very issues of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are stewards 
of a sacred trust. My goodness, my goodness. God is good and he has put a good thing inside of you. Praise the Lord. And, 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 and Paul gives Timothy um, context here. You know, and he kind of defines how to guard it. He defines it to the young man. Specifically, he says, avoid the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. And these are hints of early signs of Gnosticism, which was a which was a, an early church heresy that was obviously budding in this time. And it really came forth um, in the in the uh, first and second, second, even into the third, fourth century um, Gnosticism, which was a heresy of, of steering people away from the divinity of Christ and the Holy Scriptures. And um, this is uh, a reference to what was going on in um, Timothy's literal world. And he's like, you got to guard this divine seed and you need to avoid this other garbage that is not Christ. This other stuff in your world, Timothy, avoid the garbage, avoid the mess, avoid the lies. Okay, and that, that word avoid means to deflect. I mean, Timothy, if you're going to guard, you must deflect. If you're going to guard the good, you must deflect the bad. If you're going to keep the divine, you must deflect and resist the demonic. He was he gave him a literal context of what was creeping into the church. And it was heresy, um, false religion, a mixture really of Christianity like that. The, the Gnostic belief pulled in some, um, some, uh, some Greek mythology, a little bit of Christianity, um, a little bit of mysticism and kind of created this amalgamation of belief that was totally contrary to what Christ taught, believed, walked, and what the early disciples did. And Apostle Paul is like, yo, avoid that. Avoid it. Okay? And so that means to deflect, to turn away, to remove to remove from yourself, like, nah, that's not me. That is not me. I'm not trying to do that. There's other uh, references in the scripture about this. This is part of our walk, part of guard, because you can just talk about guarding, guard it, protect it. Yeah, but really, let's bring it home. Let's bring it, let's bring it in real time. Let's bring it right here into our world right now that there is something we are called to avoid in this generation. There is, There are lies from the devil in this world that to guard the divine, we must resist the demonic in our generation. The lies uh, of who Jesus is or isn't, no, avoid it. The lies of, of our identity and wherewithal being anything else other than Christ alone. Right? The Bible says, you know, uh, you know, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself in the affairs of this life. Somebody say, avoid it. All right, and it says in, in Galatians 5, okay? Galatians 5, 1, I won't read it verbatim, but just referencing it, uh, it says, you know, do not, you know, stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has set you free. Somebody say good thing. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. And he was speaking to those that came to Christ and were reverting back to the law and um and, and the old covenant. And he's like, look, stand fast in what Christ has done. Don't be entangled again with the thing of your past. 
the religious bondages, the religious rituals that are not of Christ, that Christ has fulfilled the law and liberated us. And we can apply that to our life right now. Don't be entangled with the affairs of this life. If you want to do some warfare, you, you, you got to refuse, avoid, and deflect what is demonic so you can guard what is divine. All right? Entangled means to be ensnared or twisted up in. All right? This is my next point. Don't get caught up in the world. If you're going to be a guardian of the divine seed, we are in this world. Being here is unavoidable. Getting caught up in it is avoidable. Avoid it. Refuse to enter the, um, the demonic babblings and the contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. The religious arguments, the political wars that in Christ we avoid the, the placing of who we are in any other person, place, thing, ideology, or experience. It is Christ and him alone. It is Christ and him alone. We are guardians of the divine seed. We are not guardians of a political party. We are not guardians of an ideology. We are not guardians of a religion. We are not guardians of, of um, conservative pol political whatever. We are not guardians of a liberal politics. We, Christ followers, the bride, the church, we are guardians of the divine seed, that the seed in us isn't of this world. It did not come from America. It is not a Western religion. We are not guardians of an Eastern religion. We are guardians of the divine seed. We are called to be witnesses of the Christ and Christ alone. Paul told the Corinthian church, I desire to know nothing among you people other than Christ and him crucified. It is that simple, folks. And, and the devil complicates and, and, and the devil brings complexity into our faith. That's how religion is created. And we are to be married, espoused to one husband, to Christ, and not be entangled with the affairs of this life, or nor, nor be entangled again with a former yoke of bondage. I'm not saying that we hide from the world by any means, but we go into it as guardians of the divine seed. We are ambassadors of Christ. He is who we testify of. He is who we live for. He is who we stand with. At the end of the day, all of those other things will perish one day. They will all burn with a fervent heat. But Christ alone, the word of the Lord, the good seed, the divine seed is the only thing that will endure forever. Hallelujah. Like I said before, the grass withers, the flower falls away, but the word of the Lord will endure forever. You're a guardian of that. You are married to him. Come on now, as the serpent deceived Eve, let's not allow him to, to deceive us from the simplicity that is in Christ. Hallelujah. There is something around us, something close to us, maybe even something very familiar to us that we all must avoid and deflect. 
I'm going to be aware, but I am not going to be entangled. I am going to uh, be aware of what is happening, but I am not picking a side in this society. I am on the Lord's side. Hallelujah. For Christ to have my affections, there is something I must avoid. There is something I must denounce. There is something I must repudiate. This is required of the Christian that I must know who I am for and what I am against. Okay, to give myself to God, I must also remove myself from whatever is not of him. The Bible says to come out from among them and be separate. We are called to be in it, but not of it. To engage in it, but refuse to be of it, to avoid it, to deflect it, to repudiate anything and everything that is not of Christ. Hallelujah. Don't get caught up in the world. Don't get caught up in the world. Come on, this world has nothing for us. Don't get caught up in it. Be aware of it. Engage. I'm not, this isn't a message to retreat. This is a message to move forward, but with the right spirit, with the right agenda. Come on, somebody. Come on, this is not a religious agenda. This is not a church culture agenda. This is not a denominational agenda. This is not some kind of sub weird little religious cult agenda. This is the agenda of the gospel, Christ, period, Jesus, that he might be glorified. Come on, somebody say amen. Don't get caught up in the world. Tell somebody, if you're with somebody, tell them don't get caught up. Don't get caught up. Come on, don't, don't pick that up. Don't get caught up in it. Don't get entangled up in it. Come on now. Hallelujah. Loose me and let me go. All right, here we go. Here we go. We're going to close with this. We're going to close with this. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. All right, I want you to turn there. We're guardians of the divine seed. There are good things in you. Don't get caught up in the world. Don't you get caught up in the world. I said, now look at, as a pastor of this community, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm commending you. I'm encouraged. Don't get caught up in it. Don't get caught up in it. I said, don't get caught up in it. Come out. Come out. Be as the King James would say, come out from among them and be ye separate. All right, be ye separate. <laughs> come out from among them. Don't get caught up in that mess. Hallelujah, come on. We're, we're here to represent the kingdom of God and represent Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, here we go. Again, here it is. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. I'm telling you, the kingdom of God is like a treasure hidden in the field of this world. It's hidden in this field. Not everybody sees it, but it's there. Not everybody recognizes it. Not everybody understands it. I'm talking about a kingdom agenda, folks. All right, it's, it's all up in, the, in this world and nobody sees it. Not everybody sees it. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Forgiveness, divine love, and eternity with Christ. Divine purpose. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in, this hidden in the field which a man found, found it, and he hid it. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And this was common in the culture of the day that they're, they're you know, from war, um, through wars and 
certain kingdoms and people would uh, come across um, treasures from other kingdoms and they would, you know, they would snatch it up and bury it in the field on some property. And so it, this was a kind of like a common thing, like people that would buy land or own land or, or you know, they, they would hope that there would be some treasure in that land. Like that was in the culture. It was, it was known that this would happen. And so Jesus said, this is like the kingdom of heaven. Okay, it's like, it's like the kingdom of heaven. It's like a treasure. Somebody say good thing. It's like a treasure. Oh, oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. It's like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it, he goes and he sells all that he has and he buys that field. Come on, I'm gonna encourage you here today. When you see the value of the kingdom, you will pay any price to lay hold of it. If you think about it, he didn't have to buy the treasure, if, if you will, because salvation, Christ is free. He paid the price. But I'm telling you, it will cost you to walk with God. It will cost us. As I said, you're not buying salvation. But when you see the kingdom, when you see Christ, when you understand, perceive, and have experiential knowledge of him, to walk with him, it will cost you something. Uh, Jesus said, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must first deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. It will, he, Jesus said, if, you know, before you buy, you know, before you build a building, sit down and first count the cost. It cost. This man was willing to pay any price. When you see the value of the kingdom, you will pay any price to lay hold of it. Here, I'm just gonna read from my notes here. Nothing in this world can be compared to the surpassing value of divine purpose. Nothing in this world can be compared to the surpassing value of divine purpose. You know, the Bible says, don't cast your pearls before swine. Why do, why do swine trample on pearls? Pearls are of great price. The reason pigs trample pearls is because they don't see the value in them. But we must see the value of the divine seed and the divine purpose, the word of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the word that we are stewarding church. Divine, here's my last point, divine purpose is priceless, meaning you can't put a price tag on it. When we see the value of who he is, we will pay any price, whatever it takes. God, wherever you say go, I will go. Whatever you say do, I will do. Divine purpose is priceless. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for everybody that has heard this word. God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that, Lord, that they would see that they are carriers of the divine seed. They are stewards. They are guardians. I pray that they would steward well what you've deposited in them, God, reveal to them, show them the greatness, the profoundness of the divine seed you've placed in them. And God, I pray, God, that they steward it well from now until eternity, that through time and their journey with you, in their journey of making history with you, God, I pray that they would steward the divine seed 
well, that they, God, would bear fruit, that they would bear much fruit and fruit that remains, fruit of righteousness and fruit that yields a harvest in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. God bless you, Hopeland Church. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.